0: Evan Jones with you, and welcome to another edition of the RPAC Rundown podcast. We have a great show coming up for you. We will go through results from last week, and of course, chat about the RPAC Rundown game of the week from last Thursday, when Arapaho beat Southern Valley on the gridiron. Beginning on Thursday, this week is the RPAC Volleyball Tournament, so we will look at that bracket, and joining us to discuss the tournament is Cody Gerlach the editor and owner of The Valley Voice. We'll take a break, and when we come back, we'll dive into some of the results from this past week. We'll begin with volleyball, and then we'll chat with Cody Gerlock of The Valley Voice. You're listening to the RPAC Rundown Podcast. Cambridge Supermarket is locally owned and operated. We offer fresh produce and quality cut meats, along with helpful employees that greet you with a smile and are there to help you find what you need. Cambridge Supermarket. Fresh hometown values. Let's take a look at some of the results this past week. Reminder, you can find the RPAC results from each team on our website, bestboy-media.com, under the RPAC Rundown tab, and click RPAC Rundown Report. We begin with volleyball. Cambridge hosted a triangular on Tuesday with South Loop and Maxwell. Against Maxwell, the Trojans came away with a two-sets-to-none victory. Jalen Kent led the way with 11 kills and nine digs. Cambridge defeated South Loop two sets to none, and they were led by Aaron Johnson with nine kills and three blocks. Cambridge is the number one seed on the east side of the RPAC tournament bracket. Dundee County Stratton traveled to Paxton on Tuesday where they competed in a triangular. The Tigers fell both to Wallace and Paxton two sets to none. Dundee County Stratton begins the week at 0-23, and they head into the RPAC tournament as the number seven seed in the west. Maywood Hay Center traveled to Brady on Tuesday last week for a triangular, where they faced off with the Eagles and Medicine Valley. Against Brady, the Wolves won two sets to none, and they were led by Olivia Hansen with nine kills and nine digs. Maywood Hay Center defeated Medicine Valley two sets to none, and they were led by Alexis Wood with nine kills and 11 digs. The Wolves are the number one seed on the west side, and they began this week at 19-1 and on the season. For Southern Valley, they participated in the Minden Triangular on Monday where they fell to the Whippets and Hastings-St. Cecilia, two sets to none. On Tuesday, the Eagles hosted South Loop and had a five-set battle but came up short as they lost the match, three sets to two. Southern Valley enters the RPAC tournament as the number 6 seed in the East. Let's take a look at the entire bracket for the RPAC Volleyball Tournament and the opening round matchups. On the west side, Maywood Hay Center has a bye. They will await the winner of the number four seed versus number five seed matchup, which pits Juanita Palisade against Hitchcock County. The number three seed Paxton Tigers will take on the number six seed Maxwell, and they will await the winner of the Dundee County Stratton and Wallace matchup as the Wildcats are the number two seed and Dundee County Stratton is the number seven seed. Now on the east side of the bracket, the Cambridge Trojans are their number one seed and they will await the winner between the number five seeded Arapaho Warriors versus the number four seeded Medicine Valley Raiders. Then it will be Alma, the number three seed, who will play Southern Valley, the number six seed. And then the number seven seeded Bertrand Vikings will take on the number two seeded Southwest Rough Riders. You can see the entire bracket on social media at Facebook and also on Twitter, RPAC Rundown. And you can see all those matchups, the times, and locations. We'll take a break, and then we'll chat with Cody Gerlock of the Valley Voice about the RPAC Volleyball Tournament and what to expect. c and in Bertrand has everything you need when making a pit stop. Fill up your vehicle with Sinclair Fuel. And if you're running on empty, grab some Hunt Brothers Pizza or a Friel. Store hours are 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. Sunday through Thursday and 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday. Convenience Plus, a whole lot more. Located in Bertrand. Webb's Oil Field Service would like to wish area athletes the best of luck this season. They are an oil field service company serving southwest Nebraska and northwest Kansas with oil lease and drilling rig services. Webb's Oil Field Service, located in Cambridge. Now joining us on the RPAC Rundown podcast is the editor and publisher for The Valley Voice, Cody Gerlock, and of course we have the RPAC Volleyball Tournament coming up this week. Now, Cody, let's begin with the tournament itself. There's some favorites on the east side. We look at Cambridge as the number one seed. Kind of looks like they're the team to beat. What have you seen from the Trojans this season that has made them the favorite?
1: I think the thing about Cambridge is they do a lot of different things well. Um, They're athletic. They play really big at the net. Even some of their uh, ladies that aren't as big, uh, they play really big. Um, They serve it well. They pass it well. They're usually uh, pretty efficient offensively, not high air. Um, And a lot of nights they're a pretty good blocking team, though that part, Tends to come and go a little bit. uh, But all the way around, I just think they have a really complete squad.
0: Now, of course, in a tournament like this, anything can happen. But on the east side, though, there are a handful of teams that could run the table. What teams on that east side could maybe upset the Trojans and make a run at the title game?
1: You know, I I think, I mean, obviously the list has to start with Southwest. And uh, those teams are going to battle again this week uh, in advance of the tournament starting Thursday. um, The Rough Riders also have a very complete team. You've got two outside hitters that are both at or over 200 kills. Um, They've got a lot of size in the middle. They're a pretty good blocking team. Um, I think, I mean, if you're looking for somebody to take down Cambridge, Southwest is obviously the place you would start. There are other good teams in the East. I don't know. Um, it's tough in a five set match, right? Like you can see an upset occurring when it's a best of three because, you know, you catch somebody off and you steal set one and then you got to grind your way to another one. Trying to win a five set match, I think it makes it less likely to get an upset. But you've got three other teams that have had, and, and kind of four, that have had really strong seasons. Um, Alma is 18 and eight. Um, that's a team that they're not real big and they're not a great blocking team, uh, but they can serve it a little bit. Um, Addison Teebles is a pretty good attacker. Um, they got a good libero in Addison Neal. Southern Valley um, with the two middles, obviously Ann Bowes gets a lot of attention. She is a fantastic player. Uh, Addie Hunt has really come on Offensively for them Um, Medicine Valley And Arapahoe have had really good Seasons in fact I think by the time we get this season over With we'll look back at The number of games Arapahoe And Medicine Valley have won And we'll probably be talking About um, top 10 Marks in terms of season wins For those two teams Um, But Cambridge Is a bear and I, I think if we're if we're honest with ourselves, I, I think Southwest has the best shot at it.
0: Now on that West side, Maywood Hay Center is the number one seed. Their lone loss to the Cambridge Trojans earlier this season. They look like the favorite on the West side, but Wallace and Paxton could be a pair of teams that maybe could come out of the West too, it looks like.
1: Sure, sure. I, I think any conversation you have about the West right now has to start with Maywood Hay Center. They've been in the final three times in a row. They're, I think, two-time defending champs. Um, and anytime time somebody has played Maywood Hay Center, you say, hey, how'd the match go? And the response is, they are a rut canal to try to terminate again. <laughs> they are so good defensively. Uh, they're a really good serving team. Now, uh, Wallace played them, that's been probably a couple weeks ago. They did take a set off of them in a three-set match and uh, Wallace is having a fantastic season. Their losses are Cambridge, Maywood Hay Center, and I think Loomis maybe in the first couple weeks. But I don't even know if they've lost 10, 12 sets this year. They're having a fantastic season. Um, They've got a couple big hitters with 200 kills. I think it's uh, Carly Finley and Kendall Fleming. Um, But uh, Paxton, they've got a couple girls that are do-it-all players. Um, I'm checking my notes here. Audrey Holm and uh Jacelyn Jorgensen. Mm-hmm. They're players with, you know, 170, 200 kills. In fact, I think Holm has like 260 kills. They've both got about 40 blocks and 30 or 40 aces and 300 digs. They're kind of do-everything uh, players for their team. So yeah, I think there's a threat there uh, for the Wolves, but the benefit for them Um, is all that experience. I mean, they are running a number of players out there, and I probably should have this off the top of my head, but they have been through these wars, Mm -hmm. both at RPAC time, at sub-district time, at district final time. They've been in the state semifinals a couple years in a row. So there is no pressure that should phase them, and I, I think that's a big advantage.
0: Now, you mentioned a handful of players that are key contributors for their squads, but are there any others that yeah. are maybe to watch here in the RPAC tournament this week and into next week, Cody?
1: There are a lot of really good players in this league. And, and I'd be remiss, Evan, if I didn't say. I, I, I kind of tease uh, some of our coaches sometimes, you know, because I, I think... There's this stigma, right? Like the best volleyball, and it's not just volleyball, the best basketball, the best football is played, you know, in the central or eastern part of the state. Mm -hmm. And if you're talking Class it's a lot of northeast Nebraska flavor, right? Mm -hmm. Um, The RPAC is kind of going through a renaissance of of sorts. Uh, You know, 8, 10, 12 years ago, this league would send multiple teams to state, and they didn't just go down there. And compete on day one and head home. They they were hanging out. They were making finals. There are multiple teams in this league this year that I think are playing at that kind of level. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we didn't talk about individuals for Cambridge, but you've got two shot makers at outside hitter in J.C. and Jalen Kent. Aaron Johnson is a big athletic individual at middle. Brylin Springer's come a long way. They've got a four-year starter at setter in Brielle Miller. Mm -hmm. Bailey Allmeyer is a really good libero. Uh, Leah Downer, uh, first year as a starter, she's uh, kind of a glue player for them and filling in different things. If Miller takes the first ball, she's got great hands as a setter. We talked a little bit about Southwest, but Bailey Truxa and... Kaylin Barnett have been, they've probably got 100 matches under their belt. They're really efficient attackers from the pin. Uh, Kyra and Annika Nelm, um, a couple freshman middles that have really come on and made Southwest a much more complete team. Bryn Lampe, multiple year starter, et cetera. Um, She's a really good blocker, server. Uh, We talked about the middles from Southern Valley. Madison Valley, big athletic kids that when they're in system and playing well, uh, they can compete with most everybody in this league. Uh, Arapahoe, a team, uh, Emerson Swanson is a fantastic all-around player. They've got some other really experienced kids. Gentry Warner is another senior. Uh, Berkeley Warner is a really good libero. Um Naomi Gutierrez, Sabrina Jacobson, are experienced hitters that are really athletic. Uh, that's the East Side. <laughs> um, in the West Side, I mean, Maywood Hay Center, they are they're loaded. They've mm-hmm. got good players at every spot on the floor. Um, Paxton, we talked about kind of the two-headed monster they've got. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wallace has a couple really good attackers. So. There are there are players on a number of these teams that have the ability to take over a match on any given night. And I think that lends itself to having a really good tournament. I think the first-round matchups in the East are fantastic. Uh, those teams have all played each other. They're really competitive matches. The first round maybe isn't as competitive on paper in the West, but as you get on into the next round and the other – and. Uh, by the way, Evan, we should also mention the tournament formats changed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you lose on first night, you're not done now. Yeah. You get to play maybe another time or two. And I, I think the RPAC, Alan Gary, I don't know what his official title is, but the czar of the league and uh, other administrators need a lot of credit for changing the format of this. I, I think there's a lot of great players. We're going to give them the best opportunity to shine. hmm and, um, it's going to be three nights of really good volleyball.
0: Thanks to Cody Gerlock for joining us on the RPAC rundown podcast. The RPAC volleyball tournament begins on Thursday and matches will continue on Monday and Tuesday of next week. We'll take a break and continue the results from this past week in the RPAC. Arapaho rehab and fitness is locally owned and operated here to serve Arapaho and the surrounding area. We have a passion for our patients and our community. We are continually innovating and evolving our therapy practices in order to give you the best individualized care. Welcome back to the RPAC Rundown Podcast. Let's take a look at some of the cross-country results from last week. This past week was the conference meet for the RPAC schools. Hitchcock County was the host school this year, and they hosted the meet at Cross Creek Golf Links in Cambridge last Thursday. It was the perfect day for running, and we saw some great performances. For Alma, Griffin-Stemper placed fourth with a time of 18 minutes 24.58 seconds. Braden Herrick placed 9th with a time of 19 minutes, 18.21 seconds. As a team, the Cardinals were named the RPAC champions as they placed 1st on the boys' side with 16 points. For Bertrand Loomis, Marcus Hernandez placed 2nd with a time of 17 minutes, 54.77 seconds, and Wes Tromke placed 6th with a time of 18 minutes, 52.25 seconds. The Wolf Kings on the boys' side finished as RPAC Runners-Up with a second-place finish. Addison Hansen for the Wolf Kings placed 18th with a time of 26 minutes, 36.30 seconds. Medicine Valley on the boy side, Cale Garrett placed 3rd with a time of 18 minutes, 20.92 seconds, and Joe Brown placed 12th with a time of 19 minutes, 47 The team was able to finish third. For Southwest, Cole Barnett placed fifth with a time of 18 minutes, 37.56 seconds. For Wallace, Trey Robertson was the RPAC champion as he finished first with a time of 17 minutes, 4 seconds. And Ashley Robertson is the girls' RPAC champion as she placed first with a time of 21 minutes, 40.91 seconds. Wallace was able to claim the RPAC championship for the third year in a row with a total of seven points. These teams are all prepping for their district meets this week. On Thursday, the D5 district is hosted by Cambridge at Cross Creek Golf Links, and Alma, Arapo, Bertrand Loomis, Cambridge, Maxwell, Maywood Hay Center, Southern Valley, and Southwest will all be in attendance. The D6 district is hosted by Bridgeport at Courthouse and Jail Rock Golf Course in Dundee County Stratton, Hitchcock County, Paxson, and Wallace will be in attendance. On Monday and Tuesday, the Girls' State Golf Championships took place in Columbus. The RPAC was represented by Cambridge's Macy Jones. She finished 27th in Class C, shooting a 189 between the two days. Team titles went to Lincoln Southwest in Class A, Omaha Duchesne in Class B, and Broken Bow in Class C. Now for some of the highlights and notes from Week 7 of the football season in the RPAC. It's becoming more clear which teams are in playoff contention. Let's take a look at the scores. Highline beat Alma 56-20. Arapaho took down Southern Valley 69-42. Maywood Hay Center beat Bertrand 49-30. Cambridge took down Bayard 69-42. Hitchcock County beat Dundee County Stratton 44-6. Perkins County beat Maxwell 24-18. Loomis took down Medicine Valley 52-16. Wallace beat Paxton 48-34. Southwest beat Brady 45-42. Arthur County took down Juanita Palisade 63-6. Alma faced the Highline Bulls on Friday evening and fell 56-20. The Bulls have been one of those teams that has been a thorn in the side of RPAC schools. Alma is now 4-3 and on the year. Bertrand faced a solid maywood hay Center team on Friday and fell 49-30. Hayden Farr had 179 yards rushing and three touchdowns. The Wolves are now 4-3 and Bertrand falls to 2-5. Arapaho took on Southern Valley and won big, 69-42. Arapaho is now 4-3 and Southern Valley is 0-7. Cambridge took on Bayard for homecoming and took care of business, winning 69 42. Carson Tromke was efficient as he was 9 for 12 passing with 256 yards and six touchdowns. Hitchcock County battled Dundee County Stratton, a matchup that pitted a couple of top five teams in the state. The Falcons. Though were able to take down the Tigers 44 to six, the Falcons are now seven and zero, and the Tigers are six and one. Medicine Valley took on Loomis and fell 52 to 16. The Wolves dominated the game from the jump, as they led 44 to nothing at halftime and never looked back. Medicine Valley is now zero and seven on the year. Maxwell faced Perkins County on Friday night and lost a close one, 24 to 18. Maxwell was led by Easton Messersmith as he had 196 yards of total offense and three rushing touchdowns. Maxwell is now 3-4 on the season. Wallace faced rival Paxton this week and came away with the win, 48-34. Carson Gluns had 298 yards rushing and five touchdowns for the Wildcats. For Paxton, they were led by Gunnar Foster and his 134 yards rushing and two touchdowns. Wallace is now 3-3. Paxton falls to 1-5. Southwest won a tight one against Brady, 45-42. The Rough Riders had to come back from a 30-22 deficit to begin the final quarter to win. Hunter Cunningham was 8-11 for passing with 120 yards and a touchdown. Southwest is now 4-2 on the season. Juanita Palisade ran into an excellent Arthur County team and lost 63-6. Jackson Luttrell had 83 yards rushing to lead the Broncos. Juanita Palisade is now 3-3 on the season. Reminder, you can find the RPAC results for each of the teams in the RPAC on our website, bestboy-media.com, under the RPAC Rundown tab, and click the RPAC Rundown Report. We will take a break, and when we come back, we'll discuss our game of the week on Thursday last week, as it was Arapahoe who took down Southern Valley on the road. Here at Curbelli Physical Therapy in Cambridge, our approach and philosophy are simple. Caring physical therapy with exceptional results. You will be treated by our highly qualified caring team dedicated to improving your health and well-being. Good luck to our area athletes from Corbelli Physical Therapy. Here at Scouts Recreation, we believe in the value of recreation. We believe in having fun. We believe that the best memories are made while doing the things you love with your favorite people. We have a variety of items from men's grooming products like Duke Cannon, golf equipment, camping goods, and our own apparel line. Check out our fall collection of t-shirts on the website at scoutsrecreation.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It was a Furnace County battle on Thursday evening as the Southern Valley Eagles hosted the Arapaho Warriors. Arapaho came into the Eagles Stadium and found success on the ground with a 69 42 win. The Warriors came out quickly as they scored on their first two drives as Grayson Kohler ran it in from six yards and Rafe Hill punched it in from two yards out to make it 14 0 with four minutes to go in the first quarter. Southern Valley, though, answered at the 122 mark. In the first period. In the second quarter, Arapahoe goes on a scoring rampage as Trenton Roskop scores on a four-yard pass to Dylan Baugh. And then between Kohler and Roskop, there were five more rushing touchdowns for the Warriors. Arapaho put up 33 points in the quarter, but the Eagles hung around as they put up a pair of touchdowns as Camden Bowes hit Mitchell Wilson on a 35-yard touchdown pass at the 228 point, and then Wilson again with 129 to go in the half. This time, it was from 70 yards out. Arapaho went into the half up by four scores, 47 to 20. In the second half, Arapahoe picked up right where they left off as Kohler scored again, this time from 33 yards out, and the score read 55 to 20. The Eagles answered on another long pass from Bose to Wilson, and Southern Valley trailed 55 to 26 with four minutes to go in the third. It became a back and forth affair as Hill for Arapahoe scored from 19 yards out, then Southern Valley scored again on a pass from Bose to Grove. Going to the fourth quarter the Eagles trailed 62 to 34. In the fourth quarter Hill scored on a long 34-yard run to advance their lead to 69 to 34. From there, the clock was running, but the Eagles weren't going to let that stop them from scoring on another big pass from Bose to Wilson of 40 yards to round out the scoring at 69-42. to The numbers were interesting in this one, as Arapahoe had 445 yards of total offense and Southern Valley had 435, but the Warriors worked with a shorter field a number of times as Southern Valley utilized squib kicks throughout the game. Warriors had 386 yards of rushing, and the Eagles finished with 419 yards passing in the game. Arapaho was paced by Grayson Kohler in his 192 yards rushing, and five touchdowns. Rafe Hill had 123 yards rushing and three touchdowns. Camden Bowes had the 419 yards passing and six scores through the air, and his leading receiver, Mitchell Wilson, had 12 catches for 230 yards. Arapaho moves to 4-3. Southern Valley is now 0-7. We'd like to thank these great sponsors of the RPAC Rundown Game of the Week, Arapaho Rehab and Fitness, D&D Service, and Scouts Recreation. We'll take a break, and then we'll announce our Athletes of the Week, brought to you by First Central Bank. Not every business is fortunate enough to serve the kind of people we do. People who take the time to give us honest, valuable feedback for the purpose of helping their business be its best people willing to hand over the reins to their financial future simply because they know we can be trusted. To you, our customers, thank you. Your unwavering support lets us confidently say First Central Bank is here to stay. First Central Bank, member FDIC. Welcome back to the RPAC Rundown Podcast. It's time to announce our Athletes of the Week, brought to you by First Central Bank. Let's plan for tomorrow together. Member FDIC. Our Female Athlete of the Week goes to Brenna Detterding of Cambridge. She placed third in the RPAC cross-country meet last week with a time of 22 minutes, 13.79 seconds. Our Male Athlete of the Week is Camden Bowes of Southern Valley. We mentioned his stellar game against Arapahoe in which they fell 69-42, but according to Southern Valley's official stats, he came in with 421 yards passing and six touchdowns, a couple of school records now set by Bose. Once again, we'd like to thank our great sponsor of the Athlete of the Week, First Central Bank, member FDIC. That will do it for this episode of the RPAC Rundown podcast. For all of your RPAC needs, go to bestboy-media.com and click on RPAC Rundown. Until next time, I'm Evan Jones. Thanks for tuning in to the RPAC Rundown podcast.